for me, it's the most overlooked thing in any business. People really undervalue it. They underproduce it. And that's why they're not growing at the rate that they want to be growing at. Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week's episode is about the importance of creating content when it comes to growing a business. And I have a great guest. So my guest is Mark Wright. Mark is the founder and owner of digital marketing agency Climb Online, which he developed in partnership with Lord Alan Sugar after winning the TV show The Apprentice in the UK in 2014. He was recognized in Forbes 30 under 30 list. He owns five businesses. He won UK Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be with you. <laughs> what did that was a that was a very impressive introduction. I'm sure I've missed quite a lot as well. So, so keep me honest and what have I missed there? <laughs> oh God, listen, it all blends into one. I think that um people always talk to me about the apprentice, about Forbes, all of this stuff. But I think the reality of of uh when you find something you're passionate about, like I did with digital marketing and marketing you stop focusing on the awards, they come as a byproduct. If you start focusing on all your achievements and what you've mm-hmm. done in the past, you stop looking at the future. So for me, I don't, I don't even know where the trophies are, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. And uh, they're, they're nice and these, they sound good on a podcast, but I'm focused firmly on what I'm going to do, not, not what I have done. But thank you for the great introduction. Oh no, it's all, um, you know, very well deserved and, and it just shows what hard work does. So, <laughs> um, uh, so we're, I want to talk to you about the, um, the power of content and uh, it's a bit of a funny story because I can't content brought us together basically. So I had a new client, well, a potential new client who'd booked in a discovery call with me and he had a podcast. So I thought, I'll, you know, before I have a chat with him, I will have a little listen to his podcast, see what it's about. And he'd done an interview with you. Um, so I listened to it. I was only going to check out, you know, the sound quality and the introduction and stuff, but I listened to the whole episode because what you were saying was fantastic. And you made all these really, you know, great comments. And that made me then go down a rabbit hole of looking at your content I bought a ticket to your event and saw you were running an event. It sounded great. <laughs> um, and then I reached out to your team because um, I thought it'd be great to chat to you because something that you said really resonated with me where you were talking about uh, like growing businesses and hiring and how hiring can be quite a scary thing to do, especially in the early stages, but you need to need to hire to grow. Um, and then you need to get into a position as a business owner where you're creating you know, content and overseeing the operations. Um, and that resonated with me. I was growing my business at the time. So and I still am, as we all are. It's like, that's not stopped. Um, but I wanted to ask you, and this is a really like open question, but f- f- how has creating content helped you grow your business? Wow, what, what a cool story. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. Um, what Can I ask what the podcast was that you heard me on? It was a, a, a mortgage uh, podcast and I, I, the guy, Pro, it was Gary, Gary Das. Das. Gary yeah. Das, yeah. I yeah. remember that there one. You, I was, you know, I could tell, and this is, 
content is king. It is the most important thing as a business owner. If you're listening to this um, podcast um, and you are a small business owner, you're a medium-sized business owner, you're an MD uh, or in sales and marketing in your organization, the biggest thing you need to take away is the importance of content. For me, it's the most overlooked thing in any business. People really undervalue it. They underproduce it. And that's why they're not growing at the rate that they want to be growing at. You have seen some people um, say to me, why did you do that podcast? It's really small or that one only has 100 listeners or whatever it might be. You know, I've been ridiculed in the past. And I'll tell you a story at the end which, which really changed my life. You only need one person to listen to your content or see your content and that one connection can change your business and change your life. In the first year I started producing income I um, produced content, I increased my income by five times and that was from more connections, not from the content itself, it's from who it brought into my network, new customers, better suppliers and more opportunities. And what, and they're the three things you need to really grow your business. And I got such a hard time from the directors of my company saying, you spend so much time creating videos, going on podcasts, doing interviews. What has it brought us? And I said, I'm glad you asked. Here's the list of customers from this month, 37 new customers. And the, the hard thing is when you do content is when you've produced your first few uh, videos, you do your first written work, you go on your first podcast, you don't get anything. So it's really easy to quit, but it comes from a sustained effort of doing it over and over again. And after about three or four months, guess what? Leads start coming in, suppliers start coming in and opportunities present themselves. So it's something you've really got to stay at. And I believe if you're not, you don't believe in content, your business won't have a future in the next 12 to 18 months. Mm. And when you, so that, I mean, it's incredible, the difference when you said, you know, five times from creating content, what, what content did you go all in on at that time when you started, you know, video or blogging or podcast? Video, what was it? Video. video. Okay. So, I, I, so statistically, uh, um, 90% of all online content is going to be video by the end of this year. That is a staggering result. And like, um, Many business owners or entrepreneurs, I'm dyslexic. I can't read and write really well at all. And when I go to a website, the first thing I do is search for video content because I don't want to read pages and pages of written content. I want to find a video. So it made sense to produce content that I would like as the user. Um, So I I produce weekly and monthly content on my social media, on my company's website about digital marketing, about business. And I do it in just one to three minute videos and I put it online on YouTube and and stuff like that. And off the back of it, my following has increased, um, you know, 10 times. Um, what it was um, and uh, and everything else in line with that. It's been um, really eye-opening. But let, let's be honest, producing content is tough. It is, it's not easy. It's no walk in the park. It's not a day off. You know, like uh, we were talking before we started recording about you have your content days planned on the Friday you just missed because of your boxing accident. <laughs> uh, I, um, I schedule in my content days and I look in the calendar and I get cold shivers because I know it's the hardest day of my week where I've really got to be on it all day, six, seven hours of producing content. It's tough, but what I get off the back of it always pays it, pays it off. 
And what put so because you you put your content into lots of different locations, like you said, YouTube and the social media platforms. What uh, platform do you see bringing in the most results for you? It's a, that's a really interesting question. Mm. I right now I'm a B two B business. For me, LinkedIn was produced by God for B two B businesses. It is unbelievable the results my companies are getting through LinkedIn. That's because we understand who we're talking to. We can really specifically target the correct people, and um, it's got great interaction. Like the engagement I'm getting on there, I think I have my least followers of any platform on LinkedIn. Twenty one. 22,000 and I get the best results. It's not always about the size of the following. It's about, you know, the targeting, who is actually in there, where are they located, what demographic are they, and what am I speaking to them about? People go on to LinkedIn with a very business-focused mindset and um, I get really good results there. Then secondly, Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, Google AdWords is really powerful for me. That's obviously not with content, but that's from a general advertising perspective. YouTube is amazing again. So I think anywhere where you know who you're speaking to and you can boost your content to a wider audience, fantastic. I, I, I think you want omnipresence. You want to be everywhere. You want to be talking to people on every channel as much as you can be. And I believe the reason small businesses stay small is a lack of imagination and a will to be big. It's easy to be a big business. You've just got to want to do it and have really the guts to go out there and try different channels of marketing and produce content. And what, what, what problems or what barriers do you see a lot of small business? I think it's such a good point that you made that, you know, you can stay small or you can get big and you kind of have to make that decision and commit to it, don't you? And then, and then like I mentioned about the conversation you had with Gary Das, what really stood out to me was when you, you actually were talking about, hiring and you know it's scary to hire one person and it's scary to hire 10 people so maybe just go and hire 10 people and see what happens to your business and it was you know I think I was listening to it at a point where I was going through recruitment rounds and interviewing people and it just made me think god he's so right I just need to hire more people oh, I don't think you do anything on this podcast I'll just sit here and let you tell me about things that's excellent do you know what I just realized which is a bit awkward in the Gary Das podcast I had the same shirt on I <laughs> Outfits, um, FYI. Uh, oh, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, I, I sometimes see a photograph of me about 10 years ago and I'll have worn the same jumper like the day before and it's very <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> I, do, uh, I do have other clothes. Uh, this, this is not my podcast shirt. <laughs> Your podcast um, shirt. Listen, mm. you're going to be thinking anyway, so why not think big? Mm. It, is, it is easier, let, let's put it this way, it is just as easy to go broke from taking out a £10,000 loan than it is a £10 million loan. If you're going to go bankrupt, I want to go bankrupt big. I want to do it with a £10 million or a £100 million um, loan, not a £10,000 loan. And, and it goes for the same as hiring people. It's easier to, to recruit, train and develop 10 to 20 people than do it with one or two. Time and resource and money it, it, it is geometric. You want to scale it up as big as possible because the effort to do anything is the same. Um, doing a development for properties for $10 million is the same as a property for 100000 It's the same legals, the same due diligence, the same effort that goes in. 
And But I think it's our mindset as business owners and entrepreneurs that holds us back that makes us think by doing something smaller, it's easier and less risk. But the effort we're putting in is the same. So we might as well increase the size, increase the numbers and get more for our effort. And that's what I'm always saying to people. The biggest thing holding us back is not resources, is not money, it's not our team, it's our mindset within ourselves to go for more. And it, and it comes from who we surround ourselves with. Generally, people are surrounded with either a parent or a, or a spouse or someone in them that's telling them that they're not good enough or making them feel that they can't go for more. But the reality is, is most people have a good product, they've got a good business, but they're holding themselves back from thinking and believing that they can do more. Mm. And when you started Climb Online, um, did you come straight out the gate with a big recruitment process and start with a fairly large team? You know, in comparison to me, I was kind of doing it all myself for a few months and then hired the next person, the next person and grew. But did you come out the gate with a team, so to speak? Or They say that every overnight success has got <laughs> about 10 years behind them of hard work. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's so true. So I had three or four yeah. goes of having a digital marketing agency as a one-man band behind the scenes. Mm. Before I did Climb Online, I think it was, you know, like my third or fourth attempt at working for someone, starting my own thing, doing it from home. When I started Climb Online, I just I just went for it. So mm. the first thing I, I think I, I think in my first hiring batch, I took on like seven people as a, as a startup. And it was frightening. It was literally like I felt sick in the pit of my stomach from the risk. But that was the scariest part. Once I'd committed and those people were in the office, somehow then there was the work for them to do. And it's kind of like I think sometimes as a business owner it's best to jump and figure out how to make the parachute on the way down because we spend so long normally at the top contemplating the jump that you never actually do it and it's all of the best decisions or all of the biggest results I've got are after taking the biggest actions, you know, just getting an office bigger than I needed, taking a loan of more money than I needed, hiring 10 extra staff. All of a sudden it has led to accept exceptional results because I've taken the risk. There is literally no reward without taking a, you know, a huge risk and, um, Listen, I've also done risks that have failed, but I've learned from those and, and, and that's paid itself back in a different way. So I think I get very frustrated with small business owners in the way, the things that they say, it's really small level thinking. And I, I, I really have made it my mission to challenge people to be bigger, to be better and, and to be the best version of their business and themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's good, you know, we need people to challenge us. We need people like you to be challenging us to to think bigger because sometimes you can get, you, you know, the, the two in your own head and you need to, uh, you need to listen to stories and listen to people like yourself to really kind of challenge yourself. Um, when you, when you started, you, I mean, obviously you said you've had loads of different agencies and things that you did and then climb online and that's really taken off. So 2014, you started Climb Online, didn't you? So yes. how have you seen the world, you know, you were saying video is going to be 90%, the most 
the most consumed content online by the end of the year. Um, what, would it, what was it like and how have you seen content evolving that time through serving the clients that climb online in your own content through the business as well? Well, when I first started, um, uh, it, it, so when I very, very, very first started in this game, Google AdWords had just come out yeah. and I had a feeling, I had an instinct and I say that the right career or the right business is like finding the right partner in life. You will just know when it comes up. You will be going about your business. You'll be working in a job you don't like or in a career that you just can't stand. And then all of a sudden something will present itself and you'll be good at it. You'll enjoy it. And you know it's the right thing. And that happened to me with digital marketing. I was working for someone and I got his website up to number one on Google and his turnover went up by $250,000 a month mm. from one key were going to the top of Google and I was like okay this is this is good stuff this is good stuff I need to get into this career so when I first started first of all it was about text blogs and text then things came out like infographics um, downloadable brochures e-guides all of this stuff I was right there at the forefront of all of this stuff written content blogging um, then vlogging uh, you know all through that journey then it was all you know infographics and structured content then all of a sudden I, I remember saying to someone, I think when Instagram first came out, when it was that little TV thing, and I was like, that's the next big thing. I was like, pictures is, is the next big thing. I mean, I'm sounding like an old man now, but I, I was going around to all my clients like a madman, like we need to get on to Facebook and Instagram, Facebook and Instagram. And everyone was like, no, that, that's mental. It's never going never gonna to work. Okay, we flashed, we, let's go back 12 months now. Instagram was the biggest social media platform for, for a lot of my clients. Then video just kept developing and developing. And, and, and because we follow children, so if you watch your, if you've got children and, uh, and they've got an iPad, watch what they do. They're constantly on YouTube, they're constantly on TikTok, they're constantly consuming video. So if you watch them, you understand what the future is. So I was, once I got all my clients over to Instagram, I was like, okay, the next thing for me really I think is going to be video. Where's video going to be? YouTube and TikTok. Um, and that's where we've been spending most of our time is working on consumable great content that can be done uh, via video. And uh, if you're developing a new website, it's got to be video first. It has to be mobile focused. Um, everything's being done. 75, 80% of, uh, of traffic is on a mobile and most of that traffic is being consumed through video. So you've got to think of the consumer first and what they want and develop things backwards. And if you do that as a small business owner, you'll get great results. Hey, just a little break from this podcast episode to ask you a question. Would you like one single place that you can go to that provides you with everything you need to be able to implement the best practices in content repurposing for your video content, your podcast episodes, and your social media content today? To help you get more value from the content that you create, get more time back, and help you reach more people than you ever thought possible. If so, then you are going to love the Content 10X Toolkit. 
The toolkit is full of video tutorials, templates, checklists, swipe files, step-by-step -step guides, and more that shows you how to repurpose your content in the best ways possible today. No more Googling, no more figuring it out yourself. We provide you with everything that you need to become a content repurposing pro. If this sounds like something that would interest you, then go check out the Content 10X Toolkit at content10x.com forward slash toolkit. Okay, and back to this week's episode. I mean, you know, video is our favorite form of content to work with with our clients because as a repurposing agency, when we get video, we get everything because we, when we get video, we get audio too. So we can turn the videos into podcasts. When we get a long video, we can turn that into a video for YouTube, videos for stories, videos for TikTok, Facebook, you can slice and dice it for the platform specific, um, you know, nuances. We can turn a video into a blog post. We can do, write a great article about that video and so on. You know, so we can do the ebook on it. We can do the white paper on it, but everything if you have video, you have everything. If we get a blog post, there's so much, you know, only so much we can do with a blog post. It's kind of working up. So, you know, and, and people who embrace live video, I'd love to ask your opinion on that, actually. So what, to go to the next level, live video, um, what do you see happening there? And do you do much of that yourself as well? Live video has its place. And right now, while we're in a lockdown, while every single person is at home with nothing but their mobile phone in their hand, live videos are getting absolutely amazing click-through rates, audience engagement, people view through all the way till the end. It's been really a good period for Facebook Live, Instagram Live and LinkedIn Live. What I have found to be the biggest thing holding back the live platforms is people's willingness and capability to do them. People seem to feel very funny about sitting in their kitchen or their bedroom and just starting a live video. Uh, you've got to be very capable to speak to, essentially to yourself with no prompt like I have you here and be able to put something together that gives value to your audience that also then is going to be deleted in 24 hours' time. It's going to disappear off the platform. So uh, I have found it to be amazing for me. I've, I, I've really refined and practised my presentation skills. I go on with a purpose. Either I ask someone, I'll message someone, email someone, set up someone to join me on the live so it becomes almost like a podcast version. I have an offer. Maybe people can come and get a free website audit, a free SEO audit, a downloadable to take away. So I go on with a purpose onto the live and when you go on with a purpose and a structure and maybe a guest it goes a lot easier um, but I think live will always have a place here on out in some version like stories but live or Facebook live um, and uh, if you're not comfortable in your business doing a live find someone in your organization that is that can be responsible for the, doing the company updates on live if you've got a company event put that on a live whatever it might be have someone in your organization that is comfortable maybe a younger person that understands all the way around the social media networks and is comfortable being in front of the camera but um, I enjoy them we get a lot from them and uh, I think they're here to stay so we should get used to them yeah I agree I, I think they have the place they don't necessarily replace you know pre-recorded type videos no. but it's about uh, what I see with live is it, people building communities because, you know, the same people come in and they start to interact with each other as well as interacting with you. So you build a community and then it's the 
authenticity uh, and the transparency, you know, of, of being willing, especially if you go on lives and you do Q&As, you really are just putting yourself out there. Um, you have to be transparent if you don't know the answer. You know, you, you know, a lot of people who are kind of faking it would would like not want to do Q&As, would they? Because they do a live Q&A and they wouldn't know any of the answers. and <laughs> like It wouldn't go down well. So I think, you know, there's a lot, it offers a lot. Um but it kind of, it doesn't replace uh, different types of video content, but it, it's great. And you know, sometimes we, when we work with clients, we ask them to segment a part of the live where they do present in a way, and that's what we extract and repurpose. But the the engagement and the back and forward and the community building can be at the book ends of the live in the middle bit. Is, exactly. exactly. Is the, is as long as you go on with a purpose and, yeah. and it can be something with, with any content, consistency is key. to get the best results you have to be consistent whether that's with your live your pre-recorded stuff Uh, there's no good doing something today and then in six months time you've got to do it every Wednesday and Monday and and then the next Wednesday and Monday whatever it's got to be it's got to be consistent whatever you can hold yourself to and with any content whether it's live pre-recorded produced whatever don't worry too much about the quality. People over worry about the quality and forget the quantity and just don't produce enough content. And, and so many businesses I've seen have spent £5,000 getting one amazing video and then nothing again for a year. You're better off breaking that into loads and loads of mini videos and using someone like yourself to make sure that it's consistent and the quality is okay. But forget worrying about Hollywood production quality. Worry about how often you're putting yeah. things out there. Yeah. And a new message, isn't it? You know, what you are saying and exactly. saying con- what the and the consistency of your message. So you start to get known for what you want to get known for. <laughs> um and, and and I think um, you know, sometimes people have a bit of a scattergun approach to the messaging whilst wanting to get known for something and nobody really gets them. And I think, you know, you, you have to go out there knowing what your message is. A hundred percent. And if, like you said quite rightly, if you know your stuff, there shouldn't be any area within you. If you can ask me anything about digital marketing or business, I'm going to know the answer. So I'm comfortable to be there. And that's why you should go into fields, into producing uh, content in what you're an expert in. People want to buy from experts. People want to work with the best and they want to be known to work with someone of influence. So the reason I do all this stuff is because I want to be known as the guy that's great for digital marketing. If you're, if you haven't got enough customers in your business, that's because you're not doing enough for your community have you written a book have you produced a white paper do you have a podcast do you speak on stage do you go onto the radio and it's really about being everywhere and putting yourself out there to help people first and then you'll get things back if you want to get more you've got to give more and you know I did a podcast with Gary Das a year ago and that's led to us having a great connection and I didn't know that at the time I just went out to help Gary and now we've met and we're going to do some stuff you're coming to my event so I have a customer that I didn't even know about because I did a free piece of content and that's why it's worth it and coming back to the story that I mentioned at the start the board of directors of my business called me in and said that I was speaking at too many events for free so sometimes I'll get paid up to 50,000 pounds for a talk and sometimes I'll do them for free for schools and charities I was doing too many free talks they said and giving up my time for free and they wanted me to reduce it 
I refused. I said, you know, I've got to be out there as much as possible talking about digital marketing, helping people, whatever, and it'll be good for the business. The very next talk I went to at a school for free of charge, I was three hours drive away. I went to the school. I did a talk about SEO to some students and a young girl came up to me and said, could you do my dad's SEO? And I said, listen, I can't give my card to children, but if you get your dad to contact me on LinkedIn, I'd be happy to have a meeting with him. Her dad was the CEO of Imagine Cruising, the, the biggest cruise ship, uh, booking provider in the UK. I ended up getting his SEO campaigns in Dubai, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Germany. They became my largest customer and it was a life-changing deal that came from giving a free talk at a school about SEO. And I generally find that when anyone's business is failing or they haven't got enough customers, it's because their action is too small that they're doing. They're sitting at the computer and waiting for the deals to come in. You've got to get yourself out there. What are you doing to be an expert in your sector to help people, to educate people, and then watch the business start to flow in? Wow. Yeah, that's such an amazing story. <laughs> Who'd have thought that? Um, I completely agree. You've, you've got to bring people to you. Um, they're not just going to turn up knocking on the door, are they? And, and, and today... You, need, you bring people, if you have content, you bring people to you through uh, trust. You know, people start to understand you, start to gain trust in you because it's not just, uh, we talk about Google AdWords at the start. And of course, you know, that is a great form of marketing as is any kind of paid, of course, you kind of put yeah. rocket fuel, you just, you, you kind of throw in the petrol on the fire of the content, aren't you? And it just blows up if you put paid against it. But the content is what people um, get to know, like, and trust you. It sounds really cheesy, but they, they know, like, and trust, isn't it? Yeah. There's no good doing Google AdWords or Facebook no. ads back to a page with rubbish content. Exactly. I do, I do paid to drive traffic to, so I know if you come to my pages now, I'm going to blow you away with what, I'm, with what I'm telling you, with what I'm offering with you, what I'm giving you, and it's going to bring more people in. So I've got to a point where I have the content where now I just need more eyeballs. The more eyeballs I get, the more I get, and then the bigger we go. And I, I like, you know, I'll do this podcast with you now. There may be one person that invites me on their podcast and I've got podcasts tonight up until 9.30 tonight. Now, while everyone's sat on their sofa watching Netflix, I'm doing podcasts and I just think you've got to increase your action. You've got to do more. When was the last time you went on a podcast? When was the last time you produced a video? And constantly challenge yourself to do more uh, every single week and, and your goals will really start to go up and your results will start to go up. And um, I think, you know, I'm sounding like a broken record, but I really want everyone that listens to this to be more successful and to do more with their business because it's generally coming down to the CEO not taking enough action. And it's very tough to hear the people I mentor, you know, I, I get them to send me through their diaries for the week or the appointments they've sat and they're literally doing about 40% of what they should be if they ever want to have a big business. And it comes down to inaction and getting themselves out there more. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't, your competitor will. And then, you know, that's it, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> you you know, have to remember that. My mm. well, I follow one of my competitors on Instagram. And last night at about 5.30, 6 o'clock, he did an Instagram story from the golf course of the ball nearly going in the hole. And I... I got the Instagram story and I made him a video back and I said, you're never going to catch me while you're on the golf course and I'm in the office 
working. And, uh, you know, I like to remind my competitors of, of <laughs> just how hard they're going to have to go to uh, catch me and also it gives me fuel when I... Uh, oh, yeah. No, I was going to say that. It's good to have the competition, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a few, um, like, nemesises and it keeps me on my toes, you know, like, it's good to, like, we've got to beat them. That's, <laughs> that's number oh, one. Oh, you need an business. enemy. You need yeah. an enemy in business because <laughs> you do. With, without a competition, without an enemy... What, what, you know, it's fun. It brings it back to almost like sport. You know, you need someone to beat. You need someone to keep you on your toes. And when I'm down or, you know, like every business owner, I go through like motivation waves. And when I'm, at, you know, feeling every anyone that says they're up all the time is lying to you. We all go through ups and downs in business life, whatever it might be. Whenever I'm going through a low mood, there's only you need to say a few names to you. Remind me of a couple of people and I will be back to 100% motivation because I know there's a load of people out there waiting and wanting for me to fail and I'm never going to let it happen. Have you always been a competitive person um, at heart, is it? Oh my gosh, my mum <laughs> in Australia, we call football soccer. And I was a, 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 a mad soccer player. And my mum had to threaten to stop me playing because if I ever lost a match, I would um, go a little ballistic. I would throw my boots off the field. I would refuse to go home and all of this stuff. And um, uh, it was drilled into me from my dad from a young age that you do things. And when you do anything, you do it properly and you do it to be the best. There's no good to do anything, to do a half-assed job, whether that's washing the dishes or vacuuming the floor to playing football. When you, If you're going to sign up to do anything or put your name down to do it, you do it correctly and um, you do it properly. And, and it's just stuck into everything I do, you know, and... Uh, it, it, we, I have this little task when any intern started the at the uh, uh, the office. I make them wash up uh, all of the dishes for the day, and it is a great example. It'll shine through for people that one kick off and say, "I've got a degree. Why do I have to be washing the dishes?" The one that people that just shut their mouth do it properly. That's going to be a great employee because whatever I give that person, they're going to do it properly and. I've got really a hard time from some people that have said, you know, that's the wrong way to go about it. But I'm after people who will do tasks down to the smallest detail properly because that's going to shine through in the big projects. And uh, anyone who doesn't do it, I, um, I don't hire them. I love that. <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think I'll, hearing that you've got podcasts until late tonight I think I'll have to let you go and have a, a drink of water and rest your throat but um, thank you so so much for coming on just you know I, I can hear all of the um, the tweetables and the special quotes and the little snippets that we can get from this because you said you know just so much great advice and I really do appreciate you coming on and again you kind of inspired me again to you know think bigger um, with what we do as a business as well so thank you well, thank <laughs> um, you so much for having me and I really appreciate what you're doing and how great your podcast is and what your business is doing. I encourage everyone to, to work with you and, and see what it does for their for their business and, and their results. And for anyone listening to this, and particularly for you as well, you're only limited by the beliefs that you're putting on yourselves and have a look at the people you're surrounding yourself with, what your goals and your plan is for your business. And I just challenge you to just push yourself to that next level and you'll be really surprised what 12 months can bring if you put no limitations on yourself. Yeah, yeah no, thanks. That's such great advice. <laughs> um, so what do you want, what next step would you like us to take um, 
as in response to getting in touch with you, following you, um, obviously get a ticket to your event, which I know is oh, next gosh. year. But what do you listen? <laughs> uh, I, I share. Uh, I'm uh, even though I'm uh, the king of SEO, I come up second on Google for my own name because uh, there's <laughs> another famous Mark Wright from the Only Ways Essex. So if oh, no. you are looking for me by name, uh, if you search Mark Wright on any social media platform, I'm number two, unfortunately, <laughs> after the Only Ways Essex Mark Wright. And if you go onto Google and search Climb Online or ClimbCon, that's both my business and my uh, event. But I'd love anyone to get in contact um, that w- wants to improve their business and get more leads and more sales. I'm the man to help you. But uh, other than that, I just want everyone to um, live a better life to take themselves to the next level and, and be more successful and, and be financially free. Oh, thank you. Right, well, thank you so much, Mark. It's been great. Thank you so much for having me and have a, have a great day. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that discussion. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe if you haven't already and even leave a review. That would be really appreciated as well. Now to let you know, my new book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results is now available to purchase. You can get that over on Amazon or if you head to content10x.com forward slash book. I'm getting loads of really great reviews coming in from the book already. So thanks so much to those of you who have already purchased it and left reviews. It really is the ultimate guide to content repurposing and you can discover all sorts of tips and tricks for how to repurpose pretty much any type of content in the book. If you're interested in our fully end-to-end content repurposing service, then head on over to content10x.com as well, where you can find out lots about that. And also give me a follow over on social media. I'm at content10x on all of the social media platforms. So again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.